you're listening to the Unleash Your Voice podcast. This podcast is for the women who's ready to own the fuck out of who they are. Stop apologizing for their brilliance, their bodies, and their badassery. That sounds like you. You're in the right place. What is up? What is up, friends? Welcome to this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm your host, Danny Driso, aka Danny D, author, speaker, coach, and here to help you own the F at who you are and stop caring so much about what other people think. And today I've brought a very special guest with me. Her name is Erica. She's a confidence and sex coach. She's been working in the coaching industry for about two years now. And in her short time on the scene, she has been featured in not only Yahoo Finance, but she's also been featured in Cosmopolitan Magazine for her work. She's incredible. Her approach to coaching is through the lens of anti-diet and sex positive, meaning that she truly believes that folks can achieve positive self-image regardless of physical appearance or sexual orientation. She is killing it on TikTok. You've probably seen her shake her booty. She's hilarious. Her energy is so big and so bold and so beautiful, and I know you guys will be obsessed with her. So without further ado... Let me bring in Erica and everything will be in the show notes because you will definitely want to follow her on all the things. We also talked about some really good shit in this episode. So if you fucking love it, go send a screenshot to Instagram, tag us. Oh God, I sound like an elder millennial, (laughs) but screenshot it, tag us. Let us know that you freaking love it. Leave a review. Like, please. We talked about some bold ass topics in here that were uncomfortable for both of us. So reward our vulnerability by sharing it with your friends and telling the world about it, right? Okay, I love you guys. Let's start the episode. This where I say hi. <laughs> yeah, you can totally say hi. <laughs> I was like, you were like so like, okay, I'm gonna give you a cue. So I was like, where's the fucking cue? Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, it's my podcast. <laughs> Some people are like right. one thing and one and they're like, but if you're listening to this, like there's no nothing. I don't know. People have different yeah. I know. You can do whatever you want here. This is well, like yeah, well, I was literally level. waiting for that cue. Like I was waiting for like the or like the like, you know, the wink of the, hey, so, like, tell us what you do. <laughs> it's so funny, though, because, like, once again, I'm, like, I'm so, like, not worried. So, I'm, like, yeah, we'll just go with the flow. <laughs> Changes things in the last minute. Yeah, and I'm, like, okay, cool, wicked. So, now, yeah. So, yeah, I guess people now know my name. Yeah, so, who are you? What do you do? How do, what got you started? Hi, everyone. My name is Erica, and I'm a sex and confidence coach. I'm 27 from Toronto, Ontario. I am a Capricorn. Um rising i think that's what it's called i'm still like getting used to those like words oh no i'm not a capricorn rising oh my god what the fuck i'm a leo rising i'm a capricorn normal thing the sun um and i'm a sagittarius moon is that what that is that how you say it sagittarius or is that how you think i don't know i don't know how to read my own birth chart i know that my leo because everyone always thinks i'm a leo and i'm like thank you so much you are are not full of yourself, but that's because you know yourself. I, I know my shit. I know myself. I enter the room like I have a Leo, but I am, I'm like a Leo Chiron. And then I don't know. And like, I'm like Aquarius thing. No idea what that means, but it sounds really okay. sexy. So we'll go with it. Thank but yeah, so I'm, much. I'm that. I totally just butchered that. I am a type one diabetic. I work with predominantly identifying women, but also work with folks that are 
um, of other genders or non-genders as well on confidence and sex specifically. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> and what got you into that? Like, did you just wake up one day and you're like, I want to talk about all this stuff or what's your background? I, I really do wish that it was that easy, you know? Um, so when I was diagnosed with type one, I had a lot of bad body image because diabetes is very stereotyped as a disease that has to do and automatically developed this really awful body image around myself because I really felt like my body had um, played me. I really felt like it had let me down. And then people were automatically making assumptions that it was the way that it looked or the size that it was. Um, so I really like had a hard time with my body image. Obviously that then translated into my capabilities as a human and um, as a person. And so I really had super low confidence growing up, but I was always this like outgoing person. And so my confidence was very fake. It was very much for a show and validation of others. And um, I went through this like huge growth journey from like 22 till about 25 where like I did the whole eat, pray, love. I moved to Australia. I ended up loving my body because like if you're living in a fucking G-string bikini every day, you got to get used to it. And so I developed this body image, um, positive body image, but then I realized that I still hated myself and I still hated who I was and had all these like preconceived notions that like I was too bold, too much, too loud, all the things that people had told me growing up that were quote unquote bad or flaws of mine. Um, and so I then realized I was like, okay, confidence is not just about the size of your ass or how much you like your thighs and shit. It's about like your beliefs in yourself and what you think you're capable of doing and what you deserve and, and what you are worth. And so I ended up going on this self-love journey that way. And this whole time I had been sharing it. Um, I had cystic acne for a really long time. So I was sharing my journey with that, with my love towards my diabetes, all the pieces. I just was kind of like, here's the information. And I developed this uh, community of people that were also going through the same things or were inspired by what I was doing. And then it got to a point where people were wanting my, my, my help and people were wanting my my words and my energy and my support, but I couldn't do that with my, with a job. And I never wanted to work a normal job. Like I fucking, like I have two degrees. I have like a thesis, like I've done the schooling and I was like, I don't want to do any of this. Like nothing, nothing on indeed.com ever stood out to me being like, that's your fucking calling bitch. Like that's what you're going to do. And so I was really worried. And so like, even after school, I worked at Freshie and I worked at Boston pizza, like all these like just food joints trying to figure out who the fuck I was. And then I, about 18 months ago, I was like, you know, I'm just going to try coaching. I like learned about the coaching industry. I had no idea that it was around. And, um, I had the credentials. I had the, the community to back me up and I just started taking clients and I worked my way through. And obviously it hasn't been a very sexy road to success. There's been lots of ups and downs and everything like that, but I didn't realize how much people were actually needing my help and needing what I knew. And it was cool because I have a health degree and I also have social justice and gender equality degree, which are two very huge parts of confidence and who we are. So I was able to take what I learned in university and really apply it to this like new age type of coaching and support. And that's how I got here. And I just went with it. And I literally just allowed myself to ask people what they needed help with. And I was continuing to learn and here we are today. That's that. There's like so many missing pieces, obviously, but like we don't have yeah. four days, so like whatever. <laughs> and I love that too because those are like now also like such foundational parts of your business too. And mm -hmm. I always tell people like 
every single thing that you put, like every single thing that has happened in your life, every experience, everything that you had a desire for, whatever, if you track it, I often make my clients do this when they're like, what's my brand? Who am I? I'm like, right. Fucking down. Like all your experiences, what you've done, like where you've been all this stuff, it adds up. Cause even like, like you have a degree in health and you have a degree, you said in political science. Um, in gender equality and social justice, social justice. Yes. And then, um, like for me, I have like a theater degree. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I have a drama degree. But like there's everything no, that I teach. There's just like show. Yeah. <laughs> that, that. But like, yeah, like 100%. But every single thing that I learned in like classroom, like I but do with my clients. Yeah, it works, for, it works for you and it works for your brand. Yeah. And that's exactly who you are. So like, why not incorporate that into, into your story, into your journey, into your coaching and mentorship? Yeah. Which is like, and it's so cool. Like when you start to actually let the pieces add up, that's when you find your voice. Absolutely. When you actually allow yourself to put two and two together, rather than looking at every single life experience as something that's happened to you or something that is just like a moment in time. And you're like, Oh, okay. This happened, which actually like 99.99% leads to something else and leads to something else. People are really disconnected with the belief that everything happens in alignment with your previous decisions and even the things that you have planned for yourself subconsciously in the future. And people have a very difficult time being like, Oh, this happened because of this. Like Mm -hmm. we look at everything as just like these individual moments or these individual things that have happened to us. And it's like, no, 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 no. This was planned. This is planted in the seeds. Like you planted the seeds, whether you knew it or not. And that's Mm -hmm. fine. Those seeds were being planted and that's how we get to these situations. Obviously, obviously I truly believe that there are situations that are outside of our, our, um, control. Yeah. Like awful, awful things that happen to us that we don't ask for, or no one wants to put themselves to. But I truly also do believe that those things allow you to then learn either a specific lesson or a way of living or a way of thinking so that moving forward, what you have learned from those experiences then carry on with you into the future. A hundred percent. So what has been, oh, there's a couple of things that I was like, oh, I'm going to ask you, but <laughs> what has been <laughs> your own journey, I guess, with finding your voice? People say like, put your blinders on and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But what has been your own personal journey with like going to the coaching industry or like confidence in general, because there's so many influencers who also speak about confidence of the guy and seeing everyone talking yeah. about it in so many different ways. And a lot of people talking about it in the same exact way. Right. And like, what was the experience? What was that experience for you? Like finding your way of speaking about it in the way that you do it. I was just tired of being a fake ass bitch. Like truly, like I remember some of the captions that I used to write and like, I wish I still had that platform. Instagram took it away last year, but I wish I still had some of those old captions because I remember even trying to be like this version of myself and you can like, you can feel it. And I think it was finally when I allowed myself to, to not be like, to not try to be perfect and allow myself to be like, bitch, this is not who you are. And like being okay with that because we have this like really like sexualized almost version of like having to be perfect and beautiful and on 24 seven that we've alienated the availability and the ability to just honestly be like, okay, like 
be fucked up or like that is not who you are or this is not in alignment with who you are because we see that as a fault or we see that as a flaw or something that we've done wrong rather than being like okay so I was heavily influenced by so and so and I genuinely thought that that's what I liked but when you remove that source of influence and you ask yourself like bitch do you even like spaghetti you're like no I don't like spaghetti why have I been fucking eating it for three years straight like just because my best friend did like Mm -hmm. right and so for me it was really allowing myself to to be honest with myself and to in a weird way put myself down and not have to always be this perfect version and and try not to always be like this is right or like this is exactly who I am I really asked myself I'm like do you even like that shit like do you actually really like who you are what you're doing what you're wearing what you're who you're dating. And I think that was a huge thing for me. And also uh, a big part of my own journey was actually doing the total opposite of putting your blinders on and keeping my eyes so open, so fucking open. I traveled and like very privileged to say so. And I will like totally put a disclaimer out to say that this is a very privileged thing that I've done, but I saved up all my money. I didn't go to university at first and I took a whole year. I worked and then I just blew my money in Europe and I went to eight different countries and I sat on the beaches and I danced with the locals and I ate their foods and I met people and I talked to people and I put myself out there and it allowed me in a weird way to be like, these are all these incredible people that I can take inspiration from, that I can learn from, and that will maybe guide me to finding my own thoughts. And now instead of allowing myself to be like, I like that, I want to be like her or I am interested in this, so that's what I'm going to do. I allowed myself to be like, okay, this chick is super cool. This girl that I met, like she was like super into like boho stuff. And like at the time I was so freaking clean cut. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like I want to be like her. And instead of being like, okay, so what does she look like? And what does she do? Let me copy paste. I was like, what about her do I like? Because there's, there's not everything about her that I wanted to be. I like that she had tattoos. And I was like, oh, my mom told me that if I got a tattoo, she'd fucking like, literally never talked to me. Right. And I'm like, I like that she's allowing herself to paint her canvas in the beautiful way that she does. I like that. She's, she doesn't brush her hair, like those type of things. Right. And so I was able to adapt pieces from others, but yeah, I think I, I, I truly believe that it was allowing myself to do the total opposite of keeping your blinders on and being so open, but intentionally not digesting it all, but be, rather taking pieces from the world and reflecting it on to my I think it is so important to not just cut everyone out. Like, it's so funny because um, every single time that I talk to someone and we start working together, they're like, okay, I'll just, I'll just cut every single person out that makes me feel something that is not amazing. Or, or like, I'll cut, or like, I'm going to like cut all ties or I'm going to like block everyone or I'm going to, and I'm like, okay, cool. But then it's, it's almost as if, yeah, you're like Dragon Ball Zing out your energy is what I call it. And like, as like a protection measure, you're like, ah, and then you're still super unstable within yourself. You're just like looking for things and you're still so unstable because your whole source is to protect. It's like, I need to protect. To like, and protect your truth, right? Like I think a huge thing about um, individuality and confidence and growth is that we are not surrounding ourselves with people that challenge that. And instantly when someone does challenge it, we're like, they fucking suck. They're toxic they like don't believe who I am and stuff. We are so scared of reflection and truth and, um, and feedback that we now just cut, 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 cut anyone 
who puts ourselves in a position of vulnerability to reflect on our truths. Actually, I have met this amazing person this year who has, I really did know this, but I, this person has taken it to like the next level for me, but it was exactly that. Like he was the first person other than like my parents, which is a very difficult thing to receiving feedback is very difficult from parents because there is that like bond that is very different than like say a random person, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I've become best friends with this one guy. And he, at first I like, I was like, fuck you. I'm like, you are out of my life. Like, are you kidding me? Like you actually think you can sit there and fucking say this shit to me. But I've like learned to, literally love 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 when he calls me out and he's like says shit to me because I'm like that is what we need I don't know at what point in our journey we stopped allowing the people that love us or the people that care about us or outside reflections allow themselves to give really beautiful feedback to ourselves and I mean there's a okay like let's also put a fucking disclaimer out there there's a difference between some fucking random on the internet being like you're a dumb bitch and you fucking suck and someone that loves you or someone that is a friend of yours or someone that's in your community be like hey honestly I think you can improve on this or like this doesn't seem like you or like this is a little bit out of character like what is guiding you to do this action like that is so sexy to me that is so empowering and yeah, I'm just like not too sure at what point we we started seeing all this feedback and all this information as toxic or something that we need to completely dismiss. Because what's the point of like it's a safety net, obviously. Like we are like, okay, the first person that says, Oh, you're doing something wrong, or like you can improve on something, like everyone's gonna get rid of them. It's like bad seaweed. Like you're just like, get out of here, like get out of my pond. But like we need seaweed to grow. We need it for like the nutrients and, and the fish and all the other pieces. Right. So it is still very valuable to have those voices inside of our circle. It's so true. And like there, yeah, me and um, my best friend Dana always, it's like, are you open to feedback for this? And like, we come to each other because it's like a loving place of like, I'm going to call you on your shit. And I'm going to like, we're going to still hold each other accountable to loving the growth and a loving safe space and I think there's there's such a I think when we go to this place of like like confidence or like I'm on my journey of self-love and stuff like that like our first thing is that we have maybe been down on ourselves for so long or we've allowed experiences that like cut us at the knees for so long that we're like oh that's it's either that or perfection and adoration and we don't hold space for imperfect growth, confidence, all that stuff and continually improving. We think it's, it's that same lie where it's like you, if you are, um, like if you're, if you are breaking up or you're done with diet culture, then clearly you don't care about your health and the growth of your health. And it's just like a fucking fallacy. It's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's this dichotomy that we have to be one or the other. And I do also believe too, that like we have become so scared. Oh my God. I'm like, (laughs) I love this because people are like, we as a society, I truly believe as a West, I'll say this as a Western society because, or like, yeah, because I feel like we've become so scared of ugly, (laughs) like not even within like our selves but like within like anything that is not attractive or perfect or or nice it's like that is seen as bad and it's like there like let's just be real like there are some like 
there's like some gross parts of growth that really doesn't feel sexy. And there's parts that are unattractive. And there's, there's even like parts of our, you know, like sometimes our bodies that are like, okay, maybe not hundred percent perfect. Like growth tumors, not that they're ugly to look at for anyone listening, please don't twist my words and say like growth tumors are ugly, but like, there's nothing beautiful about cancer. There's nothing beautiful about like heart disease and stuff like that, but we've become so scared, so scared of anything that is not pure and beautiful that it's like, push it away and like demonize it rather than just neutralizing it to be like, okay, like this is not a great thing. This is not a beautiful thing, but it still deserves space. And it doesn't always have to be this beautiful thing or this like awful thing. Like there is the allowance to have something just be what it actually is. Right. Yes. Which is, it's so good too. Cause even it's so funny. I was having a conversation with my friend Dina yesterday. We were talking. If the wrong person hears that part, like they will be coming for me. <laughs> People are going to yeah. be like, <laughs> what type of body confidence coach are you the right people will know exactly what is being said <laughs> exactly and the right people will absorb it in the exact way that you meant it yeah. for sure yeah yeah and I think even with when it comes to like the like ugly parts or the parts that aren't perfect it's like uh even me personally I'll put myself up blast right now um but recently I realized that like I have anxious attachment styles in relationships and like I was like that's gross because for so long I was like like uh, someone who is like oh just like really cool and chill and awesome and then the minute that it was like the relationships are getting serious I started getting super anxious and I was like oh this is that person that's doing that to me no, it's me <laughs> doing that to myself. And so yeah. it was so funny because I was having a conversation with my friend Dana yesterday. I'm like, this is gross. Like I feel gross saying that. I feel gross right now saying this to you guys, but like, I feel gross saying this. this. Shame, right? Yeah. So much shame. And like, being, that this is bad, that you are wrong, yeah. that you are flawed, that this is like, yeah, yeah, it's unattractive. So you're like, don't fucking claim that as your own bitch. Your value is going down because heaven forbid you're not fucking perfect. Yes. And I think we should talk about like, this, this is so good. Like perfection and leadership, because I think that's another thing too, is like, I had so much shame where I was like, one of the things that I talk about is like owning who you are. And then I'm like, but now I feel like I'm going backwards because there's a new area of my life that I'm finding more work around. And then it was so funny because then Dana was like, well, would you hire like someone who is perfect? Like, do you want to hire someone who's perfect? Because I was like, oh, my value as a coach, my value as a leader is going down because I'm imperfect. And then she's like, well, would you hire someone who's imperfect? I'm like, no, I'd be like, if someone was like, I'm perfect all the time. And now like in five years ago, I had problems. Yeah. Like five years ago, I had problems. I don't have any problems anymore. I'd be like, no, I don't trust it. I don't trust (laughs) anyone who can't admit that there are pieces of them that are not so sexy. (laughs) Yeah. And so let's talk about that. Like what, like imperfection and leadership. And I think that's also what causes people to copy because they're like, oh, there's gross parts of me that are imperfect. And I see this person as perfect and I put them on a pedestal. Yeah. And so I'm just going to be them. Yeah. It doesn't work. And, and I, it's unfair too, because I also do believe that sometimes we, we, when we put people on this pedestal, it's like, it's totally dismissing the parts of people that are still valuable right so like when people say to me like oh my god you're like perfect you're like you're so successful blah 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 I'm like I actually take offense to that and as much as people want those compliments for themselves I'm like no 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 no. let me tell you this summer I was the biggest fuck girl ever and hurt a lot of fucking people okay there are parts of me like my like there are parts of me that are not like the sexiest most attractive person 
perfect thing, but they're still valuable and they're still parts of me. And I'm just like, I think it's a lot of really dismissed emotions and, and dismissed parts of ourselves. And it's like essentially just being like, okay, well, like let's not honor the things that they're actually struggling with. It like almost dismisses that. And it's funny too, because like when it comes to perfect leaders and, and stuff like that, I also do believe that, you know, no, no leader in my opinion should know everything. If I go to someone, a mentor, a coach, a friend, and they're like, well, I'm perfect at everything. Like, I'm like, you need therapy. (laughs) (laughs) You need therapy because clearly you are not digging deep enough to acknowledge and be able to not be in denial of these parts of you that um, human. Her name is Lux underscore ATL on Instagram. She is a professor. She's also been in the stripping industry for years. She's like top rated in Atlanta. Anyways, she was, I was in one of her calls and we were talking and she was teaching us about like this, the active skeletons and like how we are so ashamed of these skeletons and they are just these things that drag behind us as these like heavy, heavy weights. And she was like, what if we just honored the skeleton? What if we gave the skeletons our skeletons, whether it's something physical on us that we don't love, or maybe it's something who we are. Like, what if we just gave it a bit of love? What would happen if we allowed ourselves to just give space to the things that fucking drag us down 24 seven. And it was such a light bulb moment for me as well, because there are like huge parts of me. Like I have a lot of anger and like, if you're in 2020 and you don't have fucking anger, like you're, you're not paying fucking close enough attention. Right. So like I have this anger side of me, I had this like side, like, like I used to be so ashamed of my acne and like, I tried to make it this beautiful thing. And I used to be like, Oh, acne is so beautiful. No, it's really not. It fucking hurts. And they, it seeps pus 24 seven. And that's not sexy. Right. But I was always like trying to make it sexy or make it attractive rather than just being like, it's just fucking part of who I am. Not the, the, my whole existence does not have to be attractive and sexy and seductive. Ah, this is so good. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the truth though. I'm like, we are, why are we trying to make everything so sexy? Like I was literally like, I would put fucking flower stickers on my acne to be like, your your spots are beautiful. No, they hurt. They see pus. They fucking hurt. I'm not saying I'm ugly because I have acne. I'm not saying that I'm not beautiful because I have acne. Um, But acne hurts. It's not... It, it, it is physically painful and emotional and physically and emotionally painful. That's why am I trying to sexualize that? Why am I trying to glamorize that? It is what it is. Like, I don't need to, to have worth. I don't need everything to be beautiful inside of me and outside of me as well. That's so fucking good. And one of the reasons why that is also so fucking good is because I see this in people's content and I used to do this in my content too. And I still find myself doing this in my content where it's like, I found this new layer. Let me glamorize it to make it sexy sales content. And it's so funny because like, it's, it just perpetuates the, it's like, I'm, oh, this reminds me of, you know, um, some influencers who are like very, very like thin who have thin privilege and I'm not like shaming thin bodies at all for those who know know. (laughs) 100% yeah I'm like for sure I was like people who listen to this in my content a lot will like no um the right people will understand but with that they're like let me try to take over this like the body positive movement like 
I also have a tiny scar. Let me explore the, exploit this tiny scar or let me exploit these rolls on my belly in order to find something about myself that isn't perfect. And then once again, glamorize it to make myself feel relatable, but also put myself still on the pedestal. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. A like it's, and I think we do it with everything. Even last night I went live on my Instagram when I was honestly, it was like confessing that because someone asked about my date and why I was taking a break from dating. And I said, you know what? Let's just be real and honest. And like, usually I like try to like work through my emotions first before going live. And I was like, I'm fucking done with this. Like, again, it's like that challenging, challenging myself to believe that I can show up and learn as I teach as well. Like there's a song it's called mm-hmm. bitch by, um, I'm going to butcher the, her name's Meredith and I can't think of her last name, but it's like, I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a child. I'm a mother. I'm a sinner. I'm a saint. I do not feel ashamed. You know that one? Yeah. You know this one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Between you know you wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> like that. Anyways, oh my god, someone who's listening to this is probably going to fucking drive off the road in fear. But anyways, long Alanis Morissette, it's not right. Hold on, let me. Look no, I think it's right my, I think it's my Meredith someone. Meredith like, Brooks. Brooks, that's who it is. Thank you. But yeah, the show notes. Please do because it's such a powerful song, and there's also a cover by Ruby by ruby hold on let's see here oh my gosh sorry everyone to listening hold on hold on hold on trust me we google but, things in real time here okay okay yeah by ruby a man i might be pronouncing her last name wrong um i'll send you the name of it but anyways well i'm sorry sure it's the i don't even know where i was going with this but it's i think for me it's like allowing myself to be a teacher and a student at the same time right so oh right i was talking about my live last night so I, I, someone was like, why, are you, why aren't you dating? And I was like, you know what? Let's actually sort through this together. And I shared and I confessed and I, I cried and I, I owned up to so many, so many ugly characteristic things that I was doing. And I, I read, and I shared why I, I knew this and I shared how I came to it. And it, at first I was like, Erica, this is not something that you should share. Erica, this is not something that is, is ready. I guess in a way I was like, this is not ready to be, to be content yet. And I was like, and that's why we share it because why do I need to have something perfectly figured out, perfectly beautiful and curated and thought through so that it's sellable and marketable for it to be valuable, for it to be of worth. I was so scared to share this part because I was like, I haven't found a way to make this lesson make me on top. I was confessing the most worst things that I've done all year and the, the mentalities that I was picking up and the games that I was playing, because I was recognizing that I was caught up in the game myself. And instead of being like, oh, I'm going to wait until like it's sexy and I know how to speak about it and I can say, that's not me anymore. I allowed myself to say, this is me. This was me two months ago. This is me two weeks ago, realizing how fucking toxic I've been, not only to other people, but to myself as well. This is this is in life. This is real life right now. And it was very interesting because uh, I believe a lot of people always would like to be the teacher because that's where the confidence lies, being on top, being, being the expert, the master and being the student is very, can be very difficult because it allows you to go from up high to down low and you see yourself as lower or lesser than, but I truly believe that the ability to put yourself into the student position 
will always allow you to be open to learning rather than coming at life through the eyes and the lens of a master. Oh, so good. And I think there's something about being a student that's so vulnerable. And like one thing that I've been exploring um, is like in clients, like even in my content, like being very aware, like very hyper aware of pedestaling myself. Like, because I feel like I have to know everything because I feel like I have to be perfect and like not, and like being open to having clients who like, cause before it's so funny. Um, I remember I had this experience where one of my clients and she's like fucking amazing. Like she's so fucking amazing. And when we first started working together, I was starting to build my business and she fucking skyrocketed past me and then some, and now she's like, she's like fucking amazing. Like I love her. And she's killing it and stuff like that. But I remember in that moment, I was like, whoa. So all of a sudden she's definitely going to fire me because she's making like, like so much more money than me. And she's doing so much better than me. And she's doing so much. So clearly like I'm not on the pedestal anymore. So she's going to fire me. Yeah. And the ego boost, the, yeah, yeah, all comes in. And it's so funny. And by the way, she didn't fire me. And like, we're so really good friends. And like, we talk all the time, but like, and like, it wasn't an issue, but to me, like we measure things. Right. And it's like, yeah. And we measure it by like the, like by numbers. Right. So it's like either the weight or the money or the success or the followers or whatever. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's not, we sometimes are so caught up in the metrics of what success might look like that. Like you said, right. Like instantly your brain goes, Oh my gosh, like I'm lesser than even when people sign up for my program and they're like making millions of dollars in their business and they're like buying my program. I'm like, what the fuck do you need my confidence coaching for? And then I get on calls with them and I'm like, Oh, right. Let's, when we remove how much money you are making and remove how many followers you have. And we actually just dig down to the core of who we are. There's no such thing as higher or lower than because people really need different experiences. And like who who are we as individuals to assume um, a story and a belief for someone else, right? Like your client, for instance, like, like she must, she might've found so much joy and so much confidence and so much groundingness working with you. But then, yeah, we get into our head about the numbers and you're like, why would you need me? Like you're making all that money or you're, you're super happy or you're super whatever. Like, why do you need little old me? But it's like, well, you actually take away the metrics. It's like, there's more to play and it's so unfair to them as well, because then it's like, you're writing Absolutely. this entire story for them. <laughs> I, always <laughs> entire say, story. I always say comparison or assumptions are literally just giving someone a life story without their consent. Oh, I love that. And consent is right. so fucking important. So sexy to allow people to say yes and to make their choices and to be empowered by what they are deciding. Fuck yeah. Right. Oh. So why are we now all of a sudden like, taking away that consent for someone on their journey and on their narrative because we just want to assume because we think we know everything about every goddamn person. Which like, I do too. I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, you all are like, no, 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 no. I make assumptions. I compare, but I've, I've learned how to act, allow myself to be like, that is not the story. You don't know what their yeah. story is. So stop that bitch. Stop it right now. Yeah. Like you're not in someone else's head. <laughs> I've learned that so much, especially my relationship recently. Like you're not in someone's head. Like someone does not have the same experience as you. Isn't it funny though? Because I'm always like with my clients, I always reflect on them. Like, okay. So like you're worried that they're making assumptions about you. Are you making assumptions about them now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, right. So now you're assuming that they're a fucking bitch because you're assuming that they're assuming that you think they're like, uh, (laughs) but it's true though. Right. Like assumptions are not fair for absolutely anyone. And I always say like, 
I don't want someone to assume something about me. So like, who am I to fucking assume something about someone else? When people make assumptions about me, I get so mad. I'm like, that is not the truth. I'm like, okay, so next time you go and assume something, Erica, you can remember this feeling because it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Cause it's, it, and it's so funny, especially even like the, like, yeah, just people like putting you on a pedestal or putting like a perfection or like holding you to an identity that you never consented to in the first not place. Not aligned with. Yeah. You're like, that's not me. This is your perception of me, but that's not me. Like when like, people say to me, like, you are literally the most happiest, most outgoing, like so everyone is always like, you, of course you're confident, you're pretty and you're rich and you're happy. And I'm like, do you want to see the videos of me bawling my eyes out? Like, do you want yeah. to see the messages that I send about like, I'm like, that is so unfair to assume that because you see a 15 second video of me dancing on Instagram that you assume so many in depth things about my life that are actually not true. Right. Ah, uh, yeah, it's so true. And that's like a good wake up call for anyone who's like scrolling Instagram at night and like doing, making those assumptions or creating those stories or being like, they have a better relationship than me, or clearly they're making a thousand million times more money than me. Or they like are way more in check with their health and all those things. And it's like, they don't see like the tears or the crying or like the growth pains. And rightfully so. Like I have this whole yeah. thing with like people being like, show the real you. I'm like, respectfully the real me does not need to be on fucking instagram when i'm having an absolute meltdown yeah when i'm knee deep in my thoughts and my emotions and i feel so much betrayal and pain and hurt the last thing i'm gonna do is fucking show up on instagram and so when people are like oh like we want to see more realness and stuff like you have to understand like asking people to be real online is actually very dangerous because no one needs to perform their emotions no one needs to perform their downs no one needs to perform their meltdowns people need mm-hmm. to be in the moment so I have, to, I have a huge thing too when people are like oh your life looks perfect I'm like no 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 you get to see three and a half minutes of stories that somehow make you believe and I said you did not see me crying you did not see me texting my best friends being like what the fuck man like what yeah. the fuck? you don't feel you don't look into my journals and see the scribbles that literally say honestly I just don't fucking know anymore yeah and it's like a safe space like once again like being able to express your emotions in a safe space when you have a following whether that's 20 people or 2,000 people or 200,000 people there's not everyone in that environment is safe like not everyone is on and like to expect and to almost like feel entitled to someone's yeah feel entitled to someone's fucking personal shit I love that I love that entitled and that's exactly what it is right we all think we are entitled I think I'm entitled we all do I think I'm entitled yeah I'm like like show your shit like even me but it's so funny because this is exactly what goes through my mind when I have moments like this and maybe someone who's listening can, can relate but it's like I feel entitled to see your pain right now because it makes me feel safer in my pain instead of just letting myself be in my pain. And once again, it's the pedestal thing. It's like, if you on the pedestal can feel your pain, that means that I'm not as fucked up because I also have that pain. And it's like, what if we take out that middle step and stop making us ourselves like so ugly or feel a need to glamorize? Yeah. Like, like we do not need, like, yeah. I think, I think that that might be like the lesson of the podcast is like, 
stop glamorizing things that do not need to be glamorized. Yeah. Even like, this might be a far-fetched, but like, I was actually thinking about this the other day because I was having this conversation with my client. I was like, why does everything have to be attractive? Like, she was like, okay, my pictures aren't, I'm like, why does everything have to be attractive? Like, why? We were talking about it. And I was even thinking about like, um, the marketing that identifying women even receive like around things like breast cancer. Like we like make it sexy now and it's all pink and glittery. And like, I I do apologize if people like really connect to that and that makes them feel better. And again, I'm not a breast cancer survivor. I don't live with breast cancer. So I I'm speaking on an outside perspective, but for me, I'm like, I don't know if I would want my, my, my disease, like even with my diabetes, actually, you know, I'll, I'll completely change that around and and use diabetes. So that is a little bit more relatable and fair to, to the community. But for me, I'm like, there's nothing sexy about living with a chronic disease. There's nothing sexy about my diabetes. What makes my diabetes sexy is me being sexy and allowing that to be part of who I am and it not stopping me. But like at the end of the day, like they're like, could you like, it's just like not something that needs to be sexy. And they do that a lot with breast cancer and they do that a lot with like, all these things. It's like, no, it doesn't need to be beautiful. It doesn't need to be sexy. It needs to just exist. It needs to just be like some shit is not good. Some shit is ugly. Some shit is sad. And yeah, we're so scared of those emotions. We're so scared of low vibrance emotions. Cause we're, I believe we are like, if I can just stay in this bubble of positivity, like nothing can bust. And like, if anything like comes near, you kind of like dodge it, whatever. And I do believe that it's because like people are like, well, if I become sad about one thing or if I admit that something's ugly or if I see that it's something neutral, then it's like, oh no, like maybe my whole life will become that. Yeah. Right. This fear with this, we have a fear of unattractiveness. We do. We have like, as a society, such a fear and even like with the like new age community too, it's like, oh, like if you're, if you're a lower vibration, if you're having a bad day, you can't be in my bubble because- yeah like bye like love and light my bubble's amazing like but and like that doesn't actually serve anyone because at the end of the day what we want is like connection (laughs) yeah yeah there's so many times I've seen like people that like express hurt or pain to like and I'm using influencers because that's the example that I can think of at the top of my head but so many times people like sending you love and light like wishing you well blah 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 and it's like or sorry you're hurt by my words it's like no can we just like right like love and light does not solve anything and not reflecting on people's pain and hurt is like so it's ignorant but it's also like not allowing people to have bad days it's again it just creates that fear that bad days or mental health or low vibrational emotions are quote-unquote less than happiness joy confidence pleasure right yeah and it's like you get to have it all it's like you get to still admit when you fucked up and still not take like and I think it's like one or the other it's the one or the other mentality but it's like like I talk a lot about people pleasing and like not taking responsibility for someone else's emotional experience but within that don't be an asshole like you know what I mean where it's like that's like me being like that person is projecting onto me I'm gonna like let them have their experience, let them have their emotions. Like if a kid gets hurt and they want to lash out, it's like you let that kid have that emotional experience without taking it personally. But also when you hurt someone reflecting on if it was like part of your value system, like, and, and like I teach a whole process on that, but it's like checking in with yourself. Like I always say, like check the source, like what, what the emotion 
check the source, check yourself before you wreck yourself, adjust accordingly. Do you need to like own up to your shit right now? Do you need to be like, yeah, I did fuck up. Or do you need to be like, whoa, I'm going to reflect on me saying this stuff. Or is it, oh, this is a manipulation tactic by that person. Not my thing, but there is something so beautiful with like radical responsibility and like not being a prisoner to someone else's emotional experience, but not being an asshole. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Responsibility, integrity, honesty, those are like such rich places to live in your life. And yeah, I think a lot of it is, but to be responsible, to have integrity and and that I do believe you do need confidence and you do need yeah. that self-worth to know that you, again, you don't have to be hundred percent perfect to have value and to have worth. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. I love there, that. I like this whole conversation has been fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, amen. The end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, feel right. the nighttime I feel like we just like went through a whole roller coaster, and it's like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> hundred percent. If there's one thing that you would want to leave everyone with, what would it be? Um, Re-listen to the episode. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Realistically, if there's one thing that I wish people could know or that I conspire people to do is to allow themselves to just truly dive deep and then dive deeper and dive deeper and to not fear your truths and to not fear your mistakes and your realities and to find beauty as funny as that is to say, Mm -hmm. find maybe some type of your own beauty or acceptance in those pieces and who you are Mm -hmm. and allow them to become part of who you are rather than something that you drag behind you as a, as a weight. I love that. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was so fun. Thank you for having me. I'm like, not going to lie. This is the most boldest podcast I've ever done. Like there's some shit I've said on here that I have not even expressed on social. Cause I'm like, I don't know how people are going to receive it, but we will see. And that's what confidence is. It's believing in your words. Yeah. Learning along the way. A hundred percent. And that is it though. And like being okay with being bold, even when you don't know what the response is going to be, but people are going to fall madly in love with you or they're going to be like, not for me, (laughs) which like I'm also okay with because there's a lot of people that are not for me either. So I'm like, okay, we all get an option. Yeah. Okay. We all get our options here. Yeah. We all have a say in what we like. All right. Like not just you, Erica, everyone else. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. Hang around for a second. We're going to take a boomerang because always, um, And goodbye, everyone who's listening. Thank you so much for joining us. And go follow her on everything. I'll put everything in the show notes. Yay, amazing. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hey, friends. I hope you freaking loved that episode. And if you did, let me know what you loved about it by leaving me a review below or tagging me on all the social medias. It would mean the world to me. And as always, you're freaking fabulous. Stop being so secretive about it. I hope you hit that subscribe button and I hope we catch you next time.